0: Hello and welcome to Liberated Tester Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I am Guneesh Patel, your friendly neighborhood tester, your friend and your host. On this show, we uncover secrets to the right mindset and skills to help you succeed in your software testing profession. I will share all techniques, tools, hacks and insights with you to implement them on your own. I am on a mission to make every tester feel empowered and liberated. Before we jump into the episode, it's time to announce the winner for our guest the Guest Challenge that we're running on our social media platforms. The details for which are always posted on our Telegram channel The link for the channel is down in the description below. Let's give it up for Ajay Balamagudas who has won the contest for this week. You can also win this special mention on the podcast by joining our Telegram channel. Welcome to episode 2. I am so excited to have my first guest on the show. He is an international cricket player, a QA director. Isn't that fascinating? We discussed system thinking, book recommendations, a mind-blowing hack, and how to balance your passion with profession. I absolutely enjoyed the discussion, hope you will too. Without further delay, let's welcome Mr. Jaisal Gankar) Ajesh, hi! Welcome on the show. This is, I think, third time we are meeting. How are you doing today?
1: Very refreshed. Uh, (laughs) Yesterday, just yesterday, we had our jersey ceremony for the World Cup, which is so we are traveling next week. So it was very tiring yesterday, but very satisfying at the end of the day. We came back about. I came back home about 1 a.m. Oh, very relaxed, very satisfied with the event and all the things, and especially I got to share this uh, moment with my family, so that was.
0: Was oh that was very nice 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 so why don't we start with how your journey as a tester really started i mean was i have heard from a lot of people that testing as a career just happened to them it was not by choice or they didn't really wanted to get into testing or they didn't even know testing before they started testing so how was it for you
1: for me i think i think the story started in 2007 when I was graduating from Mumbai University in Moulin, uh, which was a college. Uh, so I had an applied component uh, called computer, computer science. So I, I'm, a, I'm a physics graduate, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. But oh, okay.
1: uh, in, the, in the final uh, year of my graduation, uh, we had an additional subject called computer science. And there we got exposed to a lot of things. We got exposed to algorithms. We got uh, exposed to software engineering practices. Back then, it was more often waterfall-ish practices. And yeah. also uh, software testing, right? So I had a one module on on that. It was, so for me, it was a curriculum. I was yeah. never intended, to be honest, uh, to be coming into IT field. At, in 20, in 2007, if you had asked me, Jesh, what do you want to do? My primary uh, love towards the field of Indian army, I wanted to be an army. Oh. Okay. It didn't, it didn't, unfortunately didn't happen. Uh-huh. uh so in my college we used to have uh it's still happening there it's it's a very a very fortunate place to be there actually uh we have campus recruitments mm-hmm. and uh my first organization quinox consultancy was uh was there conducting they had their booth, and they were interviewing candidates uh, for this software testing role and uh like every other fresher, I, I also wanted a job after my graduation. So I went there. We had a very healthy discussion on what is software engineering, what I've learned in algorithms, and very much related to the curriculum that I was studying for my exam. Yeah. And I yeah. like that discussion. Okay. I like that discussion. So I remember after, uh, so we had a couple of rounds that face to face discussion, then we have group discussion, uh, and then. Uh, there was some some technical abilities and logical arithmetic kind of tests. I cleared all of them, and, and not just me; six of my friends we cleared together, and then we got an offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I remember it was it was it was a very uh, not very lucrative package, but for something someone who was just in the college getting yeah. an offer yeah. was a different thing. And I had no idea about software testing, so I went to my professor who was teaching us that subject. Mm-hmm. I went to the professor. Uh, I, I asked him that, you know, uh, I remember his name, Mr. Boley. Okay. I asked him, sir, this is the offer and I have no idea what it is. Right. I need your help. I, I exactly don't remember what was the discussion at that time, but he kind of gave me a very uh, good picture about what it is and how prosperous the field is. Yeah. And why you should be in computers. Okay. And uh, that was something which influenced me. And uh, also failing my serious exam was another motivation to get into software. <laughs> in the software field, and I joined as a as a software test engineer for Kunox consultancy.
0: Oh, so that's how I got. That's, that's how I got into. Oh, okay, that's that's a very interesting story. I mean. with your experience in the field and being in the field for this long, like you rightly said, even when you were accepting the offer, you needed someone to actually consult to go to and see. So in the whole journey, how was um, the role of your mentors or uh, your colleagues who actually gave you some insights? Uh, What was some of the very crucial points in your career? where you actually switched from being someone to someone else because of that one advice? Is there like one or two incidences that you can share?
1: Well, there are many, to be honest, right? Well, there mm-hmm. are many. So first incidences, I would like to just reflect on the advice that I got from my uh, professor yeah. in the college, right? Okay, that not passing the combined defense services CDS exam is one of the motivative, motivative factor. To be honest, if I would have passed that exam, I would have been uh, in, into a different career altogether. It, right now. So, that was something I will say as a, as a, as a turning point at that moment as mm-hmm. a very young, fresh graduate. Then when I joined Kunox Consultancy, I, uh, I was into a fintech industry. Uh, I got exposed to a uh, lot of different varieties of uh, software flares which was very fascinating to understand what's happening, looking at the UI, UX of the systems. But yeah. then I was I was not feeling the touch that what I'm doing is it satisfactory or not. That is where I got to... I mean, I was working with one of my senior members. I would like to take his name, Mahesh Khare, right?
2: okay.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Who kind of influenced me to look at what is the value of the software that has been produced and don't look at the software in itself. Yes, yes. Right, and yeah. I think I think that at that moment of time, I realized that as as a software engineer or as a software tester, I should not get overwhelmed with the technological aspect of developing or testing a software. But then, what at the end of the day, when I build this, what it is supposed to do? Yeah, and that attracted me to learn the banking and financial domain. I did a lot of certifications, lot of trainings, which kind of. Uh, helped me to develop that interest in doing my job much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was one of the aspects that was very interesting. Uh, so that is one key, I will say, and and uh, that, that helped me in, in developing that interest. Like I said, then i think when i when it comes to software engineering part which i started from about 2016 2017 on pure automation aspect because for first 8 years of my uh, 8 to 9 years of my experience i was a pure functional tester in, in 20 2016 2017 when i got this first opportunity to to do test automation for one of our client i was i was not confident to be very honest i was not confident that i will be able to deliver what the client was uh, expecting from us to deliver mm-hmm, at and uh, I, I had a detailed chat with, with my CTO that, you know, this is something very new section of, of the work that you are assigning me, but I'm not too confident. That is the, I, I think we had a very detailed discussion and I need, and I remember very clearly, he, he explained me in, in brief about how he started his career as a 16-year-old uh-huh. back in Belgium. Uh, he started learning things on his own. Kind of a self-trained software engineer and now he's the cto regional cto of the company he kind of shared his journey and that was very interesting and very fascinating and the key aspect of that out of the discussion was me was the learning aspect and and being myself a very uh old school person i kind of followed his trend it's like when you do something go to the documentation Hmm. And this is how I started doing it. So, I went to the documentation of that. So, it's a proprietary tool called financial tool called Avalok. Uh,
2: okay. okay.
1: Only mm-hmm. one tool in this universe to automate it in 2016, 2017. Oh. And it has a manual of about, that time it was about 300 pages manual. I spent good three, four days to just go through that manual, try to understand what's happening. And fortunately for me, it was just a record and run tool
0: okay so okay
1: it was very it was yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it was very easy yeah. so i thought if this is automation then yes why not so that is where i got inclined towards uh, automation otherwise i would have been in in productization uh, or or in a business centric role at this moment
0: oh nice good to know and just one point from that conversation the person that you reached out so he actually started a 16 year old and then gradually went to a city which is a fantastic journey but why don't you see this happening in Indian industry because I I've seen this when I was in back in UK but in that like people had started for example there was one person who started in the nationwide building society as the one who sits at a cashier's counter and then he when he got the opportunity he got into, the software and now he is, I think, uh, leading one of the divisions. They call it a vertical. So he's leading one of that I to see that in area or the Indian subcontinent people. I mean, it's also due to the type of companies that we have. We are majorly service based, maybe, True. but even in the product base, I don't see uh, that happening. I, I've seen that in the core industries like mechanical and other things. But in software, I haven't seen those examples so is there anything that we are missing in the industry to help people or motivate people in that direction to stay with the company and contribute rather than moving
1: i know you it's, it's a very very interesting point gunesh that you made I, I never i never realized until before you kind of highlight this right i'll give you two examples yeah right and then probably i'll try to share my perspective about it I have, I'm working, I'm very fortunate to be friends with one of very interesting individuals who is from Mumbai as well.
0: Right? Okay, his name okay. is
1: Nilesh Sadrangani.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Exactly the same portfolio as what I talked about my CTO. Nilesh yeah. started his career in, if I'm not wrong, he is from Andheri somewhere. When he was 16 okay. years old, uh-huh. right? he started his own company. Right.
0: 16? 16.
1: 16 years old uh, with his family support, with yeah. his parents. Mm-hmm. He did that. Right? and he he had a running business even before he started going to the college. From there to what I know, he's working with uh, he he worked with me in the in my previous company he's still continuing working there. but before joining that organization, mm-hmm. he built a satellite which is revolving around
0: now. Wow.
1: So that's one example coming right from subcontinent, right? Yeah, there's another example I was very fortunate to spend uh, about two and a half years of my career with Oracle. Mm-hmm. And I met a very, very interesting, very strong personality, and uh, I think his name is Manmat Kulkarni. Mm-hmm.
2: He started.
1: Mm-hmm. He is. He started his career in ninety two, fresh out of college. He joined OFSS then, which is now Oracle, and he retired after thirty years of service as a, as a head of their delivery.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Right. So as as when when you give me that pers- your your perspe- perspective of yours, right, that why it's not happening i have these two examples already but unfortunately it's just two
0: yes yes right
1: now coming <laughs> coming towards your point right so there are examples like like nilesh and and people strong characteristics strong mindset people like Manmar, who are kind of contributing to this industry in 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 the in the, in the strongest form of their career aspect but that's right that we don't have many such people coming yeah on. yeah in my perspective why that could be happening is of course the industry that you highlighted right we are mostly at least 85% of the business that we do in india's subcontinent is service industry yeah. 15% about productization and delivering correct
0: correct yeah
1: that could be one of it second thing i believe right i might be wrong and i would like to be wrong in this case mm-hmm. is what as, as as a kid right like me or you when we are growing yes. up I never thought of being into IT industry myself. I gave my example; I was having some different plans yes. yeah. of my own. Yeah, I just happened to be in this industry and, and fortunate to be here as well. Yeah, but what are the role models that are we giving to our youngsters? It's always about role models. It's always yes. about yes. It's always about whom you are looking at. To be honest, growing up in India, my role model was Sachin Tendulkar, <laughs> and now it's Virat Kohli. So people uh, means the job opportunities are more into even though i am a cricketer but it's a sporting event right and yes, i feel it's an yes. entertaining aspect of it correct right you look at where people a majority of the youngsters if you go in the college what do you want to do i want to be a film actor yeah very few people i will not say everyone will say that right very few people that 10 15% will tell you oh i want to product i want to build a product which is happening now
0: Yes, right. it is happening
1: because of all the support that the government is giving for the Correct. startups and all the yeah. things. It's, it's happening now. People, yeah. Yeah, we are seeing that trend, and it's and it's it's not recent. It's 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 probably from 2010.
2: Like yes, we are
1: already a decade old, but we still don't see the difference because I think that difference to pass on to the youngest generation in the current phase where we are in 2022 and we are entering into 2023. I think it needs some more push
2: yeah from
1: the absolutely side, yeah from the community activities that you know you look forward to it maybe just one thought you know, just just running in my mind at this moment we have a lot of communities like liberated testers for experienced people
0: correct yes
1: we should have something similar for people who are in their 10th or 12th or in their early stages of graduation to come over and see what's happening in the industry
0: yeah, absolutely. Brilliant, brilliant point. To add to that, I was uh, at a company called Test Sigma and there someone said, I don't remember the fellow's name, but there someone said testing would succeed when we have something called Bachelor of Testing as a degree. When we actually get to that point, I think that's when uh, testing would be at a point or the software industry would have been matured is what he would say. Because now you have like, you have Bachelor of AI, you have Bachelor of what Machine Learning and all these things, right? So, yes. and the day you get Bachelor of Testing as a degree, I think that's the day when you actually uh, would have said that testing is at a peak and testing is something which is valuable. And what people consider investing their time into. Amazing. So, that was very, very nice thought that I came across. Uh, coming back to... Childhood heroes and childhood uh, inspirations. Uh, what What is that one childhood activity that you would say, maybe unconscious, you were not aware of it or anything, but that actually kind of helped you in being a better tester? Like what was that one childhood habit or maybe that one area that you worked on while you were a kid which actually is helping you in this
1: as a as as a kid, I was a very <clears throat> very average person to be very honest, right? I was I was not uh exceptional student. I was neither a very bad, I would be somewhere around sixty to eighty percent A percentage kind of a category. Yeah, I, I
0: can totally relate, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. there's,
1: there's there's not many things that I could I could basically attached to my old habits to what I'm doing now. I'm I'm a totally different person than what I was (laughs) then when I was young and uh, somewhere between 20 to 25 and now between 25 to 30. But one thing always sticks with me is like, I always say this, that I'm a very old school person,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: always believed in preparation, whatever I do. So I I still remember one discussion with my, with my father. It was the last day of my uh, 12th grade exam Uh, we Mm -hmm. came out and then like like typical you know family okay let's go and celebrate
0: yeah yeah we
1: we went out for a dinner in in my dad's favorite restaurant and uh, just casually asked me so you finished your exam how confident are you i said definitely i'm passing what is this question (laughs) like no no no. i'm asking how many how much how much do you expect from this exam i said i don't expect from the exam i expect from myself and i'll i think i'll be somewhere around 75 i will be distinctions don't worry yeah. I was like, that's it. You know, there are people who are talking, being in, in, in uh, merit list and all those things. You're talking about this. I said, that's what I'm capable of. That's what I've got prepared it. for. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I got. I got about close to 76 point something, something. I I think 76.19 if, if I'm very exact. Oh,
0: that's a very good estimate then. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's what I've prepared for. So, yeah. that's been the story of my life. I know that I'm not exceptional. I know mm-hmm. that I'm not very bad as well. Yes. I'm somewhere there between. And uh, that's where the struggle, not struggle, I will say, that's where the intent is always to grow towards the excellence. And I know I'm not going to achieve it because it's growing towards or going towards achieving excellence. It's a big, big, big phenomenon. It's a big phenomenon. And you can't, I started learning about all these aspects not very early. It was was recent, like last four, five years. Mm -hmm. Starting Mm -hmm. at the age of 30, I would need another 20, 25 years to reach there, right? So I'm I'm totally acceptable for this as a as a, as an individual that if I if I achieve excellence at the age of fifty five, I'm satisfied. I'm absolutely fine.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs>
0: so uh, you also mentioned that you uh, have changed as a person than you were as a kid, right? yes so maybe along the tracks you had lot of let's call it a hack okay so you had a lot of maybe hacks that you came across to do things or to actually um, improvise on your productivity so right. maybe what was that one hack that maybe just blew your mind
1: it's 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 a, it's I know nobody asked me this question yet but this is <laughs> a very interesting one and, and and this is what i practice in my day to day life even now I was going through one of the psychological book. So mm-hmm. I was... It's, it's, it's part of this transition as well. And there, it's it's a book called Games People Play by Eric Byrne. Okay. And mm-hmm. in one of the sections, he mentioned that a human memory is only capable of remembering the last seven events. When you add one more event, right, it's basically first in, first out. So when you add the first event, uh, uh, eighth event, the seventh event the goes seventh,
0: on. The seventh, yeah,
1: right. And that was that was something very interesting for me to realize and learn. And uh, of course, I tried to do some experiments, but it's never, uh, never, never, never someone who is good at doing experiments. But then I, I got one thing to myself that whenever I learn something new, I have to implement it before it becomes the eighth event in my memory list. <laughs> That's that's something which is 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 now part of my characteristics when i learn something when i see something new i don't waste time in okay i'll do it tomorrow or it's in my to do list no okay try to do it now try to do it before it becomes the eighth event and and try to get it done because then that list becomes a memory yeah. and memory is something human brain is good at storing right it's it's yeah. more on 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 the psychological and more on the technical part of it but Trust me, this works always for me, and and no. I'm sure anybody who wants to practice this will, will will succeed.
0: Wow, that's a that's a very good insight that you just shared. As part of seeing what you did, and I was just going through your LinkedIn uh, post and other things. You seem to be a very big fan of Simon Sinek, very and good. yeah, so. In that whole following journey, what was what was that one thing that you were drawn towards Simon? What was that one post or one quote from him that really drawn your attention? And then you thought, oh, this is something which resonates with me a lot?
1: Actually actually the stories is it's a little bit different. Okay. And okay. then how it has been shown on LinkedIn. The story okay. is
2: <laughs>
1: the story is in in 2018 yeah when I got my promotion uh, from, from being senior consultant to a lead consultant in my organization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was exposed to a lot of leadership material right from my organization so that organization of mine was was very much influenced in building leaders and in the process, I yeah. got exposed to a lot of reading material. I got exposed to one of my uh, very good friend now, but he was my manager. His name is Faisal uh, Ramya.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: just looking at his day-to-day activities and how he conduct himself as an individual and as a leader, kind of influenced me to look at look at the the, the structural part of how to become a leader. Yes, right. I have heard this uh, sentence from a lot many people right people are born leaders right few people like me. a lot of examples and and yeah if we, have to, if we have to see examples within our indian continent and at this moment we talk a lot about kapil Dev, we talk a lot about ms Dhoni, they are born leaders yeah fortunate lucky
0: yes yes
1: what about people like us who are not born <laughs> with qualities can we become leaders and when i was in this pursuit of this question you know, I want to be someone like whom I'm looking forward to. Like uh, like Dimitri is is the the CTO that I'm always talking about. He's is is an is an implicit leader in himself. He influenced people to do things in the right way. One of the leaders that I took name of was Fezel.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Who is
1: now my very, very good friend, very dearest friend, Jim Sangwai.
2: Mm.
1: These are people who don't know but they're doing a lot of leadership activities. Right, and they are influencing people like me to be on that path, but I don't know how, and and even unfortunately, even they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, I had a very one-to-one discussion with them. That closes our relationship. So then I started looking forward to material that you know, like again, prepare for it. Yeah. And yeah. when I was searching, I found a lot of leadership coaches. Simon Sinek was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the key aspect where I got influenced or attached to his videos, his post, and a lot of things that he does for leadership is the passion by which he comes out. Whenever you hear Simon Sinek, he will not keep even a percent of energy within him when he's when he wants to share something with you. right? That much, it, it shows the the passion. And how much that particular topic relates to him. And all the stories that he share to motivate yeah. me mm-hmm. and, and share in terms of how this particular act and falls under which leadership category yeah. helped me to train myself. right? And, and the one statement that I always love that he says that as a leader, you have to take responsibility and take care of the person on your left. And person on your right. Wow! Right, you have to brush this attitude on your left and right, and you just have to believe in the process. In few months or years' time, you will see the entire organization is been influenced by that thought. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in in all my learning aspects on leadership, I think I think he he played a very big role. Of course, I haven't met him personally. I'm <laughs> fingers crossed. If I ever get a chance, I'm going to grab his time and understand how he thinks, how he started his journey.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very mm-hmm. young, I very
1: I young, th- I think he was, when when I saw his first video, he was he would have been just 20, 22 years old or maybe 24, I don't know. But he's influencing people who are seasoned and experienced market players and they're listening to him. Yes, yes. Him yeah implementing a suggestion that's that's very powerful that's very strong for me
0: yeah someone to have that uh, kind of insight like it's always said that experience makes you wiser or unless you have experience you don't have the authority to talk on topics or anything like that but when you come across these kind of examples right as you said born leaders right so there are also these kind of born thinkers who people like to follow and they really get influenced by these people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 just, just the outcome of all these activities that I'm doing for past two to two and a half years, mm-hmm. I was able to convince to my dearest friends that leadership can be learned. It's a subject.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which
1: has a particular curriculum. Correct. Once you go through mm-hmm. and beyond that path, right, it's possible. It's not that you have to bond with it. The people who are born with it, they're lucky. Yeah. But we could be one of them as well.
0: Yes. And I think this is something that people should know because many a times I've seen people uh, who are, who are, let's say, still junior and they're still into like seven, eight years of experience. They are usually, usually afraid. Will they be actually be able to lead people? And that is something, I think, uh, one of the uh, insights that you shared. It's not something which you have to be born with. You can learn that. I think that that particular piece of advice should go to these people who are like currently 5 to 10 years of experience because I've seen majority of them very afraid of taking the next step of being a, being a team lead or try to uh, coach people or actually tell people what it is. Yeah, very, very nice insight. I mean... Left and right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If you were to share, let's say, one um, one key thing for any any of the testers that you come across or you interact with, what's that one thing that you say to them to get them to the best version of themselves? I was in the SDIT session that you did with Tester community. Yes. and one one comment in that was unlearn what you have yes. so that 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 really stuck with me i, I also have it in my keep i just typed it in while I was uh, listening to it so what what's that one thing that would make them best version of themselves what is that one thing that you think
1: to all 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 the testers right upcoming testers or seasoned testers and my colleagues i've, I've, I've always keep on discussing about the new phenomena that I read or I, I'm, I'm learning. It's, it's a big thing uh, for me to grasp things. I'm, I'm a very slow learner to be very honest. Right? System thinking. Yeah. So system thinking is one of the key aspects. It's not just from the testing perspective, but then overall. Now see, we are in an industry, we are in an IT industry and we have to basically learn the basic foundations of why this industry even exists, right? Yeah. We have some actions to be done,
2: mm-hmm. right,
1: which are very much manually, which are very much manual or very much tedious to do. That's why we learned the skill of developing, of writing softwares.
0: Correct, correct.
1: That will help us deliver that solution. With those ideations, we started building more softwares, right? And now, from de- being dependent on one software, we are now dependent on the ecosystem of different softwares. Yes, working together and delivering something more complex. And that's going to be the nature of this industry and also the things happening around us. Things are going to get complex, complex and complex. Yeah, yeah. It's very important that we don't run away from the complexity, but get involved and understand why things are getting complex and how can we uncomplex them to make them as part of somebody's very easy and social life.
0: Correct, correct. Yeah. Right.
1: So this is what I talk about. And, uh, and trust me, this is very difficult at this moment for me. Mm. I, I have a live example. I have a live example which I'm going through. So in my new organization, we are building a new software using yeah. some new technology.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the outcome of that software, of, of that technology, is a mobile app
0: okay okay could
1: be very well tested using apm
0: yeah right mm-hmm.
1: now very very simple approach right if you have a software it can be packaged into a mobile app and you have a open source tool apm which could be used to test
0: to it to test it yeah
1: what yeah. will you do upfront start writing scripts start, start mm-hmm. writing testing but if you apply some system thinking to it right it will make you think about, okay, from where the software is coming from, what is the source of that software? What is the technology? Mm. Try to understand.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Right? Trust me, I had a very tough time convincing people that instead of using APM upfront, we have to do it. Let's try to understand what that piece of code is written, how it is written, Mm. and how Mm. that works independently. Very basic unit and integration testing aspects.
0: Yes, yes.
1: But it was a big fight. Eventually, we ended up doing it Mm -hmm. thanks to some of my leadership in this new organization who believes in system thinking as well. And we realized that the components that we've built using that new technology, they were rigid and hard-coded. Oh. Now the problem is the software that comes out of it app is testable. Yeah. But the components that we're using to build that software are rigid and hard-coded.
0: Rigid. Mm -hmm.
1: The problem is the software that we're building will be built with a lot of limitations, not scalable, cannot integrate with third party uh, interfaces.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: So instead of going to the easier aspect of something which is available, something we are experienced, let's start doing it. (laughs) Then looking into the core aspect of why the technology is new and mm. what it brings because it is new right of course down the line 4 5 years we will get hands on it we will learn what that is what that technology right. is
2: about. Yeah.
1: And we'll have a different expertise but then this is this is something which is key to all the different works that we do using computers and softwares yeah because the that's 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 how every software is is built mm. right the outcome is easy
0: yeah, outcome is easy. Yeah, correct. Yeah, the
1: yeah. output and the outcome is easy. So you can use it. Just install on your mobile and do it. But then inherently, is that solution is what that you're looking at. Is It's so, so difficult to judge.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Forget about finding permutation and combinations. Just to judge whether this is what I want is is the key aspect, which which I really want every one of my colleagues, even in the uh, liberated Testers and you know, whoever is going to listen to this,
0: Yes, yes.
1: Think deeper. Right. And, and if, I, if I have to add my, my quality engineering aspect to it is I, I always talk about quality engineering is validation process, not verification process.
0: Absolutely and right. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: don't have the checkboxes that okay, I'm able to log in. I'm able to just know. Why are you able to log in? What are the things that are running behind that process? Validate those. Only then. You will know what is what is happening in the system, in the ecosystem of that software, of the technology, and you will be able to have right level of testing done.
0: Correct, correct. Wow, that's a, that was very bang on. I mean, it's not it's not about just the outcome. It's more about the whole process and the whole uh, understanding of why that. That's also one of the books by Simon, I think. Know your why. Know your (laughs) why. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. So, all in this process, um, so now that we are saying that it's more about validation and not verification, I've also seen a trend in the, well, not everyone follows this, but I've seen a trend where people go for like a template test plans or template test cases. So, let's say you have to do a login. Then these are the test cases. If you want to do checkout, these are the test cases. But as we said, right? It's it's not about the output. It's about you understanding things. If you see people using these kind of templates or other thing, what is what is your thought behind it? Rather than what you just shared of system thinking, hmm. how can we cultivate that system thinking? Are there any exercises or are there any? activities that we can do with the team to cultivate this kind of thinking
1: actually there are mm-hmm. to be to be very very honest and very very precise right uh, the, the, there are activities that could be done at group level and there yeah. are activities that should be done at individual level
0: okay mm-hmm.
1: and, and individuals can be influenced to do that right what i prefer or, or the methodology that i follow is I am also a very strong believer and follower of Agile. Again, uh, thanks to the organization that I was part of, and they pushed us learning Agile in a very, very, uh, you know, ras- uh, the, at, 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 at the root of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not on a superficial level that you just get certified and we are good enough with it. No. Yeah, we have yeah. to understand it so that we can apply it properly. And where it comes from, how how does it connect is... is every individual ceremony of agile invites people from different perspective roles that they play in that particular development phase
0: correct correct mm-hmm.
1: to come up and share their views and share their challenges that is very important for for you. first of all you should know what role you are playing second you should know what is the expectations from your role for this particular piece of software
0: right right,
1: right. and then What is the quality factor for you so as a business analyst you have some quality factors as a as a scrum master you have some quality factors as a dev you definitely have a lot of quality factors and when i talk about dev it's not just developer it's about the quality engineers as well yes right because devs do testing Mm -hmm. and quality engineers do dev as well
0: yes they do they do that's a very common misconception in the industry which is there right yeah. yeah
1: It's a people think it's a two different uh, activities. Yes, activities are different. Yeah, but the role is the same.
0: Correct.
2: Right. Got it.
1: Now this brings in some uh, or invokes some of your cognitive intelligence. It should. It, it should. should. Hmm. It, people should be challenged to think on their own. Right. Now that could be in terms of some templates that okay. Let us know what do you think about this. This question is, is my primary question when I go to any agile ceremony. And I don't, when, when I ask this question, I don't expect people to give me answers which are on the board.
0: No. Mm, no, yeah.
1: Give me your feeling. What do you feel about it? Can you do it? Why shouldn't it work? Or why should it work? If we are not experienced to answer that, let's do a POC. Let's do a spike. Get that experience under our belt. Right, you you just mentioned uh, Gunesh few minutes back that experience makes you wiser. Yeah. Right. So having that POC done, having that spike done, gives you that experience, and you become more wiser in sharing your feeling. Right, and yeah. that is coming from your cognitive intelligence. That is what is the key aspect of system thinking. You start thinking in different or or I would I should say a broader spectrum. That Get even I have mm-hmm. to, I have to I have to deliver a login page, what are the different aspects of it? Do I need to build only for a particular phase of time or should I be thinking of scaling it as well? Right? Yeah. See, and, yeah. and all of this that I'm speaking about now is, is not a myth. We have cloud infrastructure.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: have different services available, right? Yeah. We have uh, authentication things, softwares in place. Which you just have to understand how they work. Yeah. Put them in a the right way. To find out a solution which would mm-hmm. be scalable. And yeah. then try to make a template out of it. Don't make a template and go for searching the software. <laughs> we, we we don't do the we don't do this in our personal life as well. All right. And mm. and I always give this example. Say for example, somebody is going on a vacation, on a family vacation, to a very new place. Right, which you have and it's a foreign place. Mm, yeah. Do you land there and start your discovery? <laughs> or you prepare well and then you know, okay, these are the spots that I have to go and I have to do this, I have to do da, 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 the list of items, right?
0: Yeah, so, correct, correct.
1: That's the thing. So, templating is not bad, to be honest, right? I, okay, I, I wouldn't call it as a templating. I will call it as making your repository, mm-hmm. right? You can call it as a non, your knowledge repository. You can call it as your software repository, which could be replicated to save time and cost. But there has to be a strong basis for that repository. Strong knowledge. I really like to use those softwares which has very detailed readme files. Mm. Because that gives me a very, means at least... 25, 30% of insight that what I'm looking into. Do I need the got software? It.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Just by reading at it. And and there are a lot of softwares which don't even have it. I'll just do the SS file. Da, da. I'm sorry. I may not be using this. I don't know. <laughs> I've invest a lot of time to understand it.
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah.
1: So, this are uh, the aspect. That cognitive intelligence, putting your mind and soul into your work will basically help you to make your life easier. And and system thinking is all about that. Try to understand when you're building something, how does it impacts the systems around it? And yeah, when exactly. I say around it, not in just front or in back, 360 degree view.
0: Yeah, and also it's not just about the impact on the systems. I think it's also impacts on the actual users that it's going to be used with. And also to understand... So that's where I think user empathy and all these things are quite um, interesting. And they are also now slowly getting integrated as part of the whole process. I've seen very recent examples where user empathy and design thinking is also one of my favorite topics uh, where you actually uh, build the personas. You try to understand how a user is going to use this and what, does, what is his key pain, key pain points or what are his issues? And then you try to build around the software around it. So design thinking is also one of the very uh, interesting areas that I personally like to explore. You also mentioned about the cognitive intelligence, right? So what's what's your take on uh, the new AI, ML and other um, technologies which are uh, coming into the testing applications or the testing softwares that actually um, are using it. So what is your take on that? Is is it something that we should be shying away from or is it something we should embrace and put our uh, contributions to it as well?
1: Definitely, we should because that's that's the complexity that I spoke about. Right, things are yeah. getting complex, and now uh, when we talk about artificial intelligence or machine learning models, right? Even before going there, I would like to share something which you spoke about design thinking, which is also one of one of the subject which I'm studying, and my perspective about design thinking from a technology endpoint
2: mm-hmm, is mm-hmm.
1: as as a software engineer, we should of course uh, so design thinking in itself is 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 a different role that a specialist has to play to understand and relate actual world to the software engineering mm-hmm. virtual world
0: yes nice. yes yeah.
1: it's, it's 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 a big bridge and a very strong bridge that only a specialist who understand that connection can build we being on one part of it what should be our perspective about that bridge or about that role is yes. yeah. mm mm-hmm. Understand the business operationality.
0: Correct, correct.
1: Something happening mm. in the real world mm. and we presuming or assuming it and building some software based on that might not 100% mm-hmm. or even 80% relate to what it needs to be done on in reality. Right? So yeah. try to understand when you're building a software, even before building it, what exactly it needs to do in the real world.
0: Correct. Correct. What yeah. are
1: the real-world challenges? Of course, the the design thinking will will bring you closer to that, mm-hmm. right? But putting some more efforts on understanding the personality will probably give you more edge cases to make your software more robust and and applicable to the solutions that you're trying to build it. So that's that's where I think I think the design thinking uh, is, is 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 a key is a key to, to grow in our industry and our individual roles as well. Coming to the the, the trends that we're having in the industry, I think we yeah, should, yeah. should embrace it. We should embrace it to the core. The reason being, uh, first of all, having some experience on working on uh, forecasting
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of a software mm. solution that I help a few of my clients and even, even now we are working on some initiatives within my new organization to build risk forecasting so what we are trying yes.
2: to do right mm-hmm.
1: there is a data lake we have a lot of information available mm-hmm. how do you make good use of that data on a case to case or a scenario to scenario or a context to context basis
0: yeah correct mm-hmm.
1: is the complexity that we are going in right now here the problem is not technology here the problem is not having uh, sufficient or insufficient data here the key aspect is what is the context why do Facebook collect your data yeah some sort, some, some sort of data yes and how do they use it
0: how what do they their, use it yeah. what is the
1: purpose mm-hmm. right being a software industry mm. being in a software industry what is when I do something when I do a Google search yeah why do I get, so why do I get those ads in Facebook
0: hmm all
1: right and-
0: yeah, data just yeah, data just sitting there is of no use, right? Unless you make use of that data, it won't help you actually get to reach you that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah. it's it's understanding the context. If I yeah. give the same data to say someone like Oracle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are they going to do anything out of it? They can't probably because they need a separate. Uh, they, their their business line is completely different. Their, their context yeah. is completely different. So they are looking for some different forms of data. Mm-hmm. and this is all about machine learning, right? It's it's all about algorithms. Yeah, yeah. But what that algorithm should bring out and how it is going to help businesses in their context to grow is 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 something which is very interesting. And, and, and to be honest, right, this AIML and all those things, it's a technological term we're using it now. Imagine yeah. 20, 25 years from now when we both were young and we used to go to, we go for shopping. Yeah. Why only during Diwali season we used to have crackers? <laughs> Why during only holy season we should have the colors and the balloons coming out? So market research, market study is. It, part
0: is of, yeah, that's kind of an innate um, functionality which has always been, it, always been there. We just coined a term for it. I think that's that's how that's how it is. I think.
1: Exactly, it's a technological solution to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Correct.
1: Right. So, why do we have softwares? Like the example mm-hmm. we started with, right? There's some complex work. We need some someone else to do it. We build softwares, and now this ecosystem is just growing complex. So, there are certain things that we are doing unknowingly. Someone, some intelligent person will identify the the, the schematics of it, and yeah. the
2: yeah.
1: out yeah. of yeah. <laughs> it, and that will be a next trend. And should we run away from it? No. Hmm. We should not. We should. We should basically embrace it. That because that's one of the aspects of our lives which someone else has identified and made a software to make our lives easy.
0: Correct. Correct. So once these tools and apps are always already installed and we're we start using them. So the key aspects I think it's still about the cognitive intelligence that you talked about, right? It's not it's not just about getting a tool and using it. It's more about Understanding how of it and how you can make most use of that tool Absolutely. is also yeah. one of the key factors when you have to try and see. Uh, like you also said, right? You don't land and decide. You first plan and then you land there. So I think before you go for any kind of tool, it doesn't have to be an AI ML tool. You have to plan and decide and then actually get that jump. Yeah. Correct. Because in our, in my organization, we are still a startup. So we also have to look at the financial side, whether it's actually going to be sustainable for us. That's True. one aspect. But as we are scaling, as we are growing, is that tool going to make things better for us? That's also one of the things that we have to, I mean, that's one of the that of the, of the POC that we run on any kind of tool. True. Yeah, I think that's, I think system thinking is everywhere, I think. It's not just about testing. It's not just about uh, right. software. It's about your whole life. If you apply that, maybe then your whole life would be getting easier, right?
1: Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. It, it's it's part of it. It's forgetments. take it's take software industry out of it. Hmm. Right? Correct. System thinking is right. It, it's it's it, it could be applied to every aspect of our life. Like, for example, planting a seed. Hmm. Right? Any crop any fruit needs certain environment to grow yeah, and certain environment to die. Mm. right? Imagine putting a particular seed in an environment where it's not going to grow. What would be the outcome of it? What would be the output of it? It's going to be nothing. So understanding the different aspects of why we are doing something, what environment it needs, what is going to be the outcome and output. I think I think is 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 I, I will not call it as a basic uh, common sense. No, it's <laughs> more 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 beyond than that. It's a lot of study. Yeah, that, that yeah. has to go uh, into it. There are a lot of reading that has to go into it.
0: Correct. There, there
1: are a lot of repetitive reading that has to go into it. Mm-hmm. Right. So system thinking is just one book that I've got hands on. It's about if I'm not wrong, it's two fifty to sixty pages book. Every time I go through it, I find something new. Every time, now that that could be that that could be my my, my reading abilities. Yeah, they are mm-hmm. of course on a weaker side. I know, but then the aspect of me that I realized is when I, whenever I have certain challenge, I go with that challenge to that book, hmm. and somehow that books give me the solution for that particular challenge. Okay. Right. And second time when I revisit that book with another challenge, I find a solution for that challenge as well but with something new learning from my previous challenge oh I could have done this as well I didn't <laughs> think about it
0: oh. so is that is that something that you would like to share the name of the book
1: well I I, I should I should I let me quickly um, uh, okay I the, it's, it's basically uh, system thinking that's mm-hmm. the name of the book okay I, I was looking for PDF to share which I usually do when I'm talking about this okay uh, but that's very simple. Hmm. Right, it's it's, a, it's it's online PDF is available. Oh, I think okay. The, okay. The the, the latest uh, edition that we have is of 2015. Uh uh-huh. Of that, it's very nice, very good. I, I think I think I mean, it's reading. Uh, I mean, it's not just about that book. I I don't read much to be very honest. I have four to five books that I read repeatedly. That's that's one of my yeah. drawbacks. Kind of
0: or, go to library, which is there.
1: Go to library to be very <laughs> honest. Right. So system thinking is one of one of it. Then Cucumber, Cucumber by Java. Right? Because I deal in with a lot of testing aspects
2: on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on
1: interfaces level, on web service level, APIs level, UI level. And and Cucumber is such a such an interesting uh, invention, I will say, which has helped individuals yes. in all the different yes. uh, roles. Yeah. Every time I read that book, I learn something new. And that's so fascinating and interesting. This is I think I think one of one of the you know. you asked me about what is the one key thing that you would like to share with the testers. I think this is another thing that I would like to share is is have your references. Hmm. Right. And keep in touch with them.
0: Yeah. Don't read
1: yeah. and forget about them. Because yeah. they're going to give you a new story every time you go through it.
0: Wow. Yes. Revisiting your Library or revisiting what you read, again, gives you something new every time. Every- because I think it's it's not about the content. It's about when you read it the first time and when you read it the next time, you as a person was something different. So that's why it gives you that insight. Otherwise, it would have given you the insight when you first time read it, right? Absolutely. that's Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Right. So, so when you read it for the first time, you attend some level of being wiser.
0: Yeah, correct, right? correct.
1: Second time when you read it, you are going with that uh, wisdom and reading mm-hmm. it, which basically evolutes you to the second level.
0: Correct. Of yeah
1: wisdom. So that's how you grow as an individual as well and I, th- I, th- I think that 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 matures you as well mm-hmm. in yeah. that particular reference point. Yes, yes.
0: So yeah, I think uh, we've talked a lot about testing. Um, I'm I'm sure this is this is would be an audio format, so people can't see what's behind uh, you, which is there on that desk, um, which yes. is the caricature of you holding a bat. So let's talk more about cricket <laughs> and uh, how um, how it also kind of influenced your life, professional life, and what actually went on to get into... Well, before we actually go into any of that, I would like to uh, tell our uh, everyone who is listening that Jayesh is a national team member for the Singapore team. When are you flying out, by the way?
1: Uh, we are flying this Wednesday night.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, this is very fascinating. How, how you manage these things? And because I struggle... Managing very small small things in a day. You're managing this whole big, and there's also you're part of a national team. I, I'm still re- trying to wrap my head around it. Uh, that how do you how do you do these two things together? Being being a director at an organization, which obviously has its responsibilities, and also doing something for your soul, which is again, I I would. I'll let you add to that, but how do you do this? I mean, I'm really interested in knowing that.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very privileged thing to be very <laughs> honest, right? I um, mean, able to work in the industry which you love a lot, and also yeah. able to continue and pursue the game that you love a lot, right? Being born and brought up in India, I think first thing that I got on my first birthday was a cricket card. <laughs> which is basically the ninety percent of
0: yes. chances, yes. right, which yeah. happens
1: in in India. Well, it's the trend is changing now, but that's that's part that happened with me. So knowing cricket, playing cricket uh, for so long, I think I think that the the passion was always there. It's always about finding the right culture, the right set of people, right, who basically appreciates you being part of their team or group mm-hmm. and then enhancing your capabilities and skills to go beyond and i think i'm very very fortunate to be uh, in that space
2: with yeah, right are yeah. right, mm-hmm.
1: helping me and supporting me not just learning the the skills that i need to execute in the court when i'm playing cricket mm-hmm. but it also gives me a lot of life lessons
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and I've, I've always spoke about this, that like, you know, this is one individual, mm. right? Mm. And I cannot have mm. different personalities because then it becomes quite difficult. I, I think yeah. it's, 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 it's a burden for me, right? If I have to interact with someone in certain way and I have to remember and recollect what we discussed last time, <laughs> I'm very bad at that. I'm sorry. So I am what I am
2: mm. when mm. I'm
1: in my office from nine to six. And the same personality I carry to the court when I reach my court at seven, seven thirty and practice until ten. And very, very fortunate to have find these two different professions coming along because the leadership that I found on both the sides, they are they want to support me. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. they want to support me. That Jesh, we want you to go there because when you play there, we see ourselves doing that thing.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Right, that kind of a feeling when when, when somebody says that 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 basically is is the biggest motivation. I think I think you will have it. Right, when I when I go in my organization and now everybody knows that I'm going to fly. They're coming yeah, to
2: me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking
1: to me. What's happening? You know, what is your preparation going on? Is your packing done? How are we going along? Are there any? Mm-hmm. How is your mindset? And all those things and and it's it's very interesting to have those level of interactions which basically allows me to build much more closer relations
0: correct correct yeah
1: right so that's that's what i get on my nine to six profession and when i come in the evening when i when i reach my court i i talk to my my colleagues i talk to my coach Mm -hmm. who is also so there's one name that i should highlight here my my national coach rashid khan who is Mm -hmm. Himself being an international player and into leadership roles, and has been the chair committee of uh, Singapore Cricket Association for Indo Cricket.
2: Mm, mm. He
1: is also helping us to grow. He and he himself is a director in data scientist. Wow. Accenture.
2: <laughs>
1: wow. Yes. So, being at that position, he knows yeah. he helps us with balancing uh, by doing this balancing act, right? Have your personality and carry that personality throughout the day. Don't Mm. change, because that's an additional burden you're putting on yourself.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: He's also teaching us, helping us to understand what are the leadership aspects that you should carry from the court
2: Mm. and Mm.
1: bring it in your nine to six profession. Because it's all about influence. Leadership is all about influence. Yes. Right. I am influenced, motivated to watch and read content from Simon Sinek. Mm. And who did that? He himself.
0: Correct, yes.
1: Right? This is basically leadership. Leadership, I mean you are skillful, but if you're not able to share those things, mm-hmm. you're not able to motivate people to have their own path.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Then it's managerialship. Correct things done from the people mm. and you motivate people to do their things. This are two different aspects. Two separate.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Right. So to be honest, I, 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 I don't have to put much efforts in doing this because mm. I think the environments, I'm very, very fortunate to be in those environments where people really looking at me mm. and they asking me, even, even my, my CEO, Eve, uh, when, whenever I, I, I cross with him, whenever we have a meeting on the boards, and he's like, "Hey, when are you flying? <laughs> How is your preparation going?" Yeah. Of course, business is there; that's going to run. But these yeah. are the moments yeah. that you know going to be with you uh, for forever, I believe. Mm. And people care and like your interest as well.
0: Correct. 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 And also, when leaders actually put that trust into you. It gives you another kind of a boost to keep at what you're doing, right? Yes. That's also one of the key aspect of leadership that you should be able to trust people. Managerial people they don't trust people. That's why they go and micromanage people. But, but leaders don't don't do that because they just trust you to do the thing and they they let you do it.
1: Exactly because because that's the thing right now. Now when when, when of course when Simon Sinek posts something on YouTube. Hmm. He knows that people know value out of it. Yes. What they're going to get out of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And and he trusts their his ability of conveying it in the strongest form and in the mm. purest form to mm-hmm. the people. And yeah. there, I, I know there are millions of people like me who are just getting influenced and motivated by by reading the content, by reading the books, yeah, by, 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 by listening to him on the podcast or even on the YouTube channels that he has.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I think that's that's the belief you you have or you build with 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 the purest form of content, right? And and the purest form of motivation. Right.
0: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think uh, I think we are coming uh, to an end of this. I think we have almost an hour. It was it was an amazing discussion. I mean, this is. I don't know. I, I we, I'm doing this for the first time, uh-huh. and uh, it has been a delightful experience. I mean, there's so many things that we discussed. Wow! It is and I, I I never thought I I could do an interview, but <laughs> 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 I think I'm still learning to do these things. Wow! Wow! wow.
1: It was it was very. Amazing. I th- I, th- I wow. think it's it's all about when you have two like-minded people. Yes. Coming across <laughs> any channels, it's time is it just just pauses there
0: correct yes I think we I think we can still go on but I think I, I'm going to restrict this for now because I'm sure. not planning to go overboard for the first time we will do another another round of session once you're back maybe uh, right. so yeah I, I I wish you very all the best for your tournament uh, you're flying out on a very auspicious day I think so I hope you all the all the wish all the luck Thank and you let you enjoy the game, as they say.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Gunish, for having me. Yeah. It was it was such a pleasure.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very uh, overwhelming experience for me. So I'm I, I'm still not able to find words to say. But yeah, thank you, thank you for accepting this invite. Thank you for being here and having this amazing discussion. I I strongly feel people are going to get some value out of it there are a lot of points that were discussed and um, thank you again for sharing your whole experience uh, your knowledge your insights that you had thank you so much thank you so much
1: thank you thank you gunish for having me here and i think i'm I'm just going to say my last few words would be i'm just following what i learned from my leaders right taking care of the person on your left Mm -hmm. taking care of the person of your right and share your experience and, and and let the things happen on their own
0: yeah. I I loved that landing and deciding analogy where you say when you're going out you don't don't just land, right? I think that's a very key aspect of anything that you do, right?
1: Indeed, indeed. Because yeah. in this in this in this world or in this uh, century where we are, there are a lot of tools available and people get fascinated. I want to use this tool. Yeah, yeah. For what? No, it's new in the market. Okay, so what? have you seen any okay now this is one last analogy that i will give right so we have seen we are coming from a very strong history where we've seen a lot mm-hmm. of warriors fights and we have read so many histories have you seen any warrior changing his weapon very often
0: uh, not not really unless the situation demands right so that's that's the only yeah
1: so if someone is good at sword yeah he will not like to use bow and arrow why? Because something new is in market. You have to try it because it's free mm. and because it's accessible. Well, it's good to try, but there are a lot of aspects. Lot yeah, of System thinking. Aspects. System
0: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to the core, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, let's, uh, I think uh, we'll close on this note of system sure. thinking. And thank you for your time that we're here. So, thank you so much for this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Take care. Take care, Ganesh. Take Bye. care.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found it useful. If you did learn something new today, please follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and also share, rate, subscribe to the podcast so that you get the notifications for the new episodes as and when they're launched. Thank you for being here. It really means a lot to me. If you want to contribute to the podcast or have your name featured on the podcast, please join the private telegram channel. All the links are mentioned in the description below. Until we meet again, it's a goodbye from my side. Take care and be in great health. Thank you.